0: Wake up, wake up, wake up again, fam bam. It's your girl Jess. Jess, be real, and welcome back for a double dose episode of Jess, be real podcast. I know the intro is a little different, but it's only right because the realist is that dope. I had to switch it up. None other than the incomparable Shereen Nicole. Y'all probably tired of me talking, so let's get real. All right, we have the realist here, Shereen Nicole, none other. We appreciate you coming out with us today, you know, chatting it up. I mean, you know, Emmy nominated, out here crushing the game, got just the thought, like you're literally a busy woman out here grinding it in the gym. We, I see the videos, killing it, out here grinding, so...
1: This is funny. I'm less busy now than I than I was before COVID. So that's
0: funny that you that you think I'm busy. I do. I mean, it's, oh, you always on a move and a mission. I'm like sis is on go. Somebody. I'm like, how does she keep up? What? This is, people
1: people have to make a living out here. So you know you have to you have to do what you got to do to to make a living. But it, it's fun though. I mean, like this has been a very stressful time at times very uncertain at times especially for people in the entertainment industry and i know that you can relate to this because everyone's really getting hit to some degree by what's happened with this pandemic but um you know it's an opportunity for all of us to stress creatively which i think speaks to even what you're doing with your podcast so uh, congratulations and uh, thank you thank you
0: i mean you know you were you were in voyage ato last year i seen that that insert i'm like wait (laughs) she's only been out there two years and this is what she's doing crushing the game like this like wow this is this is major like i
1: forgot all about that that's so funny that she- you know you i gotta you
0: know when you do stuff like this you gotta do a little research on you know make sure that you do a little homework on the people that you trying to have on the podcast you gotta do a little something, something. well
1: thank you for that reminder because i was like what was i in even- Oh, yeah, that was
0: nice. <laughs> so of course the main question is who is sheree nicole
1: I would say Cherie Nicole is a very passionate person, just all the way around, which which then bleeds into my creative expression. Uh, I would say, from an industry standpoint, I'm a jack of all trades. You know, I can function in front of it, behind the camera, which is something that I find to be, you know, a welcome challenge and insanely valuable. Um, I think that everything that I do, there's a tension behind everything that I do. Uh, in terms of Professionally, I want to make sure that people are getting something out of what I'm saying or the stories that I'm telling. And if they're not, I'm not doing what I need to be doing. So, it um, even extended to my personal life, still a passionate
0: person. Uh oh, I think you might have lost the guys, for a quick second. I said,
1: do you need, like, myself? Well, you can give us
0: both, how you yeah. proceed yourself. Your, I mean, credentials are always great, because, you know, black women, we don't get enough credit anywhere. So why not run down the credentials in your resume? <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't get in my own bag a lot. I think it feels weird, but, you know, I mean, that's because
0: you're <laughs> humble. You're yeah. modest. So, I mean. Uh, you know, sometimes humility can be masked as, as, as insecurities. I had this
1: conversation, um, probably, what was this, 2000 and, it might have been 2015. Me and Selena were having lunch. I was living in D.C. at the time. Oh, Selena Johnson, for people who don't know what I'm talking about. And we were talking about humility. And we had a whole, like, deep talk conversation. We do this all the time. It's normal.
0: Yes. Um, and Check on Just the <laughs> Thought, their episode. You will definitely right. see it in action.
1: <laughs> and I, we were talking about humility. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm really just that humble or if I'm really just that insecure. And I think sometimes we... We, we, we think we're being humble or people think we're being humble and it's just us simply downplaying ourselves because we're, we're not secure enough in ourselves to celebrate ourselves so yeah to be careful with that with that word um, I think it's more of a mix for me but um, you know from a, a personal standpoint I would say that I'm a very passionate person I'm somebody who you know whatever I believe in whoever I believe in I go 110 percent for them or that. And I extend that that extends to all aspects of my life. So I'm very much an extrovert, you know, very much a people person, but I'm also selective about the company I keep and the village Woo! the village of people that that that. around me. Say this that. that. very, very important. So I am it's weird, like I'm an extrovert. I'll talk to anybody, I can go to a party, I can go to an event and really just move around. I'm a networker, I'm a you know, have the gifts of gab, but at the same time I'm very insulated in terms of who I spend my personal vulnerable time with. And I think that served me well over the course of my life because you got to be careful who you open up to. Now, I'm a bit closed as well, which I'm working on, but overall, just me being very, very careful about who gets who gets the whole of who I am. Yep. Um, I think that's benefited me throughout my life. Um, from a professional standpoint, again, that passion extends to what I do professionally, I would say. I'm a jack of all trades, take a lot of great pride in being able to function in front of and behind the camera, in front of a mic and behind the mic. I think it has a lot of value. And my versatility has been one of the biggest things that's, that's anchored my career in this industry. I'm a constant learner. I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate
0: of, of communication. I think yes. the communication is something that, in particular
1: with the black community, that we lack and any the opportunity I get to be able to spearhead a conversation or involve myself in a conversation that leads to our level of, of critical thinking and progression. i really, 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 really passionate about doing that. I'm a storyteller across the board and in terms of what I say and how I serve, I what when, when I say and the stories I tell, I always want to make sure that, you know, I'm serving others and even if it's just to offer them a different perspective and have them be able to think about something differently, I think that's um, very important definitely about my people pro-black all day long blackity
0: black 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 okay say that. say that say that uh, pro, pro-black women i think we get the short end of the stick a lot oh. in in this country and in this Man, life and world
1: and you know if i can be a voice and an example of what you know i'd like to see for us then i definitely want to do that so you know I used to hoop back in the day played basketball from eight years old to 23 years old played in college and, you know, sports was a huge part of my life until I, you know, realized at about 21 or two that, hey, yeah, my knee hurts and I don't want to keep playing. Ooh, cool child, listen. Much money. Yeah, exactly. You know, there wasn't, there's not a lot of money in playing professionally if you're a woman. Now, if you're one of the premier players in the world, yeah, but on the average side, I mean, you might as well go be an accountant somewhere, which is no shade to accountants. But, I'm about to say,
0: that's me right there. I'm an accountant. <laughs> no. No, I get what you're, you're saying. About pro yeah Yeah. about I'm making the same salary as somebody yeah. who's an accountant or somebody who is a salesperson or like that thing thinking you making big bucks. It's like, but no, you're not. Beating your
1: body up, right?
0: That was actually not. my thesis so for my master's program. <laughs> that. So you already know. I'm body. I'm well aware. I already know. People are like <laughs> so you, you gave know. basketball up after your freshman year. Uh, yeah, it was either accounting or basketball, and basketball's not going to do as much as I can do just sitting behind the desk. So I'm gonna just there, take the I'm gonna take the accounting <laughs>
1: You're gonna wear your body out at the same time so I, I you know learned that lesson thankfully i learned it early so i wasn't continuing to try to play on on a knee that was plumb and in trying to fulfill my my basketball dreams and not realizing like hey the dream is a great run but it's come to an end now and it's time for you to do other things so you know it's been cool i've worked in the, the docu reality space i've worked in the talk space i've worked in the live news space most of the shows i've done as a producer alive and then just doing this COVID era being able to really push forward you know in, in, in hosting and, and putting together my own content being in front of the camera a lot more flexing those muscles that a lot of people hadn't really seen in this capacity which i'm excited to share so it's been um it's been an interesting journey you know but i'm here so praise the lord on this sunday
0: okay say that again <laughs> because listen i'll be listening i'm like oh just the thought that is definitely like I feel like I love just the thought like I, like I said I tit- like literally tune in every Thursday just to be like yo who does she have today because it's like you gotta wait until literally an hour or two of that day to find out well who the guest today is she doing double portions is it gonna be one person who's gonna grace us like and i feel like all the conversations from the beginning because i watched the first episode up until now have been so influential and conversations that we need to have especially in the black community like there's things we don't we we want to talk about it's like well maybe i have to step on eggshells because i don't know how this person's gonna perceive it and it's like sheree nicole's like well i'm here we're gonna give it to it you can tune in and then it's on top of that it's live so it's like hey you're gonna get what you get
1: yeah I and mean- and, and it doesn't you know i don't take it lightly and, and i know that you tune in every week and you push and promote <clears throat> the show and I, I really appreciate it because it's really grassroots and at the end of the day what you're doing with your podcast when i'm doing with just a thought a lot of us you know black content creators creators and black creators need each other to be able to push each other so
0: that it can continue to build audiences and, the, and that it can stay on its own because
1: my show, show is still very young You know, I'm not assuming that most people even know who I am. But what I do know is that once I get an opportunity to speak, once I get an opportunity to engage people, I believe that people will be engaged enough to continue to be tuned in. So that's really what I'm working on, but it's all about building an audience. So, you know, I thank you for your support. And, you know, again, I just celebrate you for what you're doing on your platform because it's important, you know, our voices are important and, and we look at what's happening. in in media right now and now more than ever before i believe black faces and black voices need to be at the forefront and the only way that that can truly happen is if they're calling their own shots creating their own content answering to themselves and each other okay instead of you know what i'm saying instead of someone who cannot relate to their cultural experience nor their skin color trying to tell them how to be them it doesn't work that way you
0: better drop some bombs on us this good hair sunday and take us to church (laughs) sheree
1: Well, I, these are things that I've worked that I've unfortunately had to deal with in this industry and, and really fortunately because it, it's, I've learned a lot of lessons from that and it's put me in a position where I'm no longer going to accept not going after the opportunity to tell my own stories and then to be able to foster the growth of other black creatives who want to do the same thing.
0: No, I definitely feel you. And Which I probably don't know. My first encounter with Cherie was when she was still living in D.C. I will never forget this.
1: I, I hated it there, by the <laughs> way. I know that
0: no one listening hears, but I hate this. Okay, go. <laughs> um, It was definitely one of Selena's shows, and Cherie was the car. Like, Cherie was the driver. She was like, yeah, we're about to get down. We're out of here. Like, she was on her mission. I was like, yo, she's on some ball status. Like, wait I was, a minute. I was driving them around. Yes. What show was this? This, this had to be, I think this is at, like, the Supper Club or Blue. I don't know if it was Blue's Alley. But it was oh, like. Wait a minute. I was driving them around, hanging no. on. And this was like 2000. I want to say 15, 16. So I remember because me and sh, me and uh, me and somebody else had popped into that show in DC. And he was like, yeah. He was like, nah. He was like, oh, everybody rolling with me. Let's go. We out. Like that's it. I was like, oh yeah. And ever since I was like, yo, she's cool, and I respect her because she's on a time constraint. Like, hey, we gotta go. We've been out here all day. Can we make moves? <laughs> I, I think
1: I think a part of that is like I am like an impatient kind of streak to me where after a while I just get sick of doing whatever I'm doing or being where I am. It's kind of like, and then mix that with kind of work. So if I'm, if, that's funny that I was the driver. I don't even remember that, but that's very funny and it probably happened. But like once somebody says you're the driver, now you have a job to do. Right. Like anytime I'm in a position where I have to work, then the work Cherie comes in. So then mix the work. And she's very stern. She's nice, but she's very, we need to do this, that, and the third, you know, very straight to the point. See, yep, that,
0: and Lena and Lisa just chatting it away. I'm like, yeah, so oh. They don't sit there. They say, and again, we
1: have to remember, I'm, 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 well, I'm much younger than them, so they're right. like, no one cares what Sharie's saying. She's a child. We're yeah. ready. We will get in the car, and she's just gonna have to deal with it. And that's pretty much how it is to this
0: day. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it only because the last time I seen Lena in Philly, I was just like, bro the people trying to leave you like she just sitting in the back room just chilling chatting like i'm about to eat my wings i'm like lord jesus me well, and shakia you know, like the... <laughs> but to her defense, when you have to
1: we have to pour out as much as she does at a certain point in time you do want to just sit still for a second and not be rushed because the whole
0: the, the whole show day is kind of like a a rigid rush mess, i can imagine agree.
1: the entire day so when you finally When she finally comes down from the stage just to be able to, like, sit for a second and eat, like, she should be able to do that. And sometimes people are like, man, come on. It's like, hold on a minute. It's not going to kill anybody if I take 10 minutes. Okay. You know what I mean?
0: Because being hangry ain't it.
1: There you go. And then a lot of people, too, like, that's the thing about, you know, people need to be a little bit more empathetic when it comes to entertainers because they're human beings. So a lot of people... perceive that as diva-like behavior or something like that. Obviously, you didn't. Obviously, I don't. But a lot of people look at that, oh, my God. See, she got to sit there and do this and No, like, I hate that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, like, you know, we, we all should be more thoughtful when people need moments. Just in general, I think that we need to be more patient with one another. When somebody's having a tough time with something,
0: Heck someone yeah. just
1: needs five or ten minutes as opposed to, you need to get over it. Oh, oh come on. Oh, you holding us up. It's like, no, hold on a minute. There's a reason why this person is doing this. Let's 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 let them have this moment. And let's kind right. of figure out what that is to give them the grace to do and the space to do what they need to do. So it's interesting. You got a good memory because I don't
0: remember that. Either. You know, no, no, no pun intended. I do have a memory of an elephant or such. You know, I've been told <laughs> once or twice in my <laughs> don't stop life. That. Don't don't stop that. I am never don't on know. it, but I always get thrown in by Alicia on it. I'm like, bruh, don't. I've been showing love all 2020 because COVID <laughs> it messed up y'all whole centennial. Can I breathe? It did. Can I just breathe? I'm just trying to love on you. That's all I'm trying to do is just show you some love. Well, I appreciate
1: that. So I'm going to let you go ahead and flex for a minute. It's fine. It's
0: fine. But no, I just feel like, like you said, like if we just love on each other, I just feel like it's a patient. And I know me as a Virgo, as Lena's a Virgo, too, it's kind of just like, I just be like, at this point, can you just get out of my face? And I know there'll be times she probably be like, want to get real raw on that cut? I'd be like, if this was me, the patience level, in fact, would have been out the window. Be blessed. Are That's all I'm doing anything else You know, I'm. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> you know, we we I'm we gonna say we that. a little different. We a little different because on that just the enough. thought episode, don't be trying to control what I do over. I said, oh gosh. I, I, I don't even. I don't even. I
1: don't even. I just be like how, poor
0: Sheree. How does she deal with this? Poor Sheree. She really gets treated like the <laughs> well, little oh, sister. That is. Oh, I
1: appreciate. I appreciate somebody being on my side because. A lot of times, and I'm going to play the victim here because that's what they say. I, that's what uh, they say do. And, I, then, and then they say I'm not a true cancer. I'm more like a Gemini. But I'm just going to be the victim because it's fun in this instance. Yeah, nobody's really on my side a lot. So I appreciate you seeing what's going on and being on my
0: side. Oh, because I know Virgos are real bossy sometimes and be trying to oh, run goodness. things.
1: Look at God. Look at what, what
0: he's doing. He, and he trying to, to run things. And I know... I know especially with Lena I said Lord Jesus she over here trying to flex her big sister muscles on on for the people is showing out on this live. I'm okay, so down me to me the live she's showing, showing out. Down. I'm just so down. I said, "Oh no, she didn't. Don't try to control." I said, "Poor Cherie. She just trying to get her li- she just trying to get just the yes. thoughts together. That's all she trying to do
1: like
0: she shirt right, <laughs> right i'm about to How get that know, look i'm about to i'm about to ask act as personal Con- can you make me sure this says hashtag porchuri cuz that's really yeah, what i felt <laughs> i was like that that messenger jacket you can do a whole setup and just make sure you put hashtag i Porscheree got you somewhere. And I can wear it on just a thought. Yes, period. Because I just feel like that's another thing too. Also with like creatives, I think that it blows my mind. Because I don't think people also, realize like, well, you're an accountant. And I'm like, okay, but you know, I've always, I hate when people try to box black women in. And that was my yeah. first ever episode on my podcast was Don't Doubt a Queen. Like, stop trying to put us in boxes that fit, make you comfortable. Because it's uncomfortable by us being in different areas and different streams like and i love to see you flourish yeah. as a millennial in your early 30s like literally like my hands in this my hands in that and who gonna check me boo because my cri- you know
1: what? i appreciate i appreciate you bringing up that topic because you know most of my career has been you know as much as i fought you know not being in the box people continue to try to put me in there and i think part of it is you know when people get accustomed to you shining in a certain light they're very much threatened by the other lights that you have. So, you know, coming into the industry as a producer, that wasn't my first goal. You know, my goal initially was to be in front of the camera, to host a report and things of that sort, and fear and different things that I was told about what I would have to do to get to that point, kind of push me more in the producing route. And, you know, that was a choice, and that's a choice that I've had to pay for over the course of my career, but still God gave me the grace to be able to do that and still thrive and flourish. But now I'm in a situation where, you know, the first thing that people say out of their mouth, no matter what I do, is I'm a producer. I'm hosting my own, my own show. i have clearly shown that I can function in front of a camera. I can interview people. I can function as a personality and, and people still just relegate me to, she's a, she's a super producer. And I'm like, I'm so much more than that. And I'm talking close friends, family, you know, uh, most people don't say, yeah, Sheree is a producer and a media personality, blah, blah, whatever they say, she's a producer this is immediate the immediate box and sometimes we don't realize what type of boxes we put on people but at the end of the day it's about what i know that i'm capable of doing and so as long as i don't box myself in what their boxes can never hold me okay i think a lot of times we get so caught up in what other people think about us that we start thinking that about us and we box <laughs> ourselves in you so preaching today for me i mean just for me i'm learning you know it's weird at 34 i'm learning like it doesn't Although sometimes it stings a little bit because you would hope that people that are close to you, that love you or whatever, or your friends or whatever would, would see you as you see you and, and right. believe as you believe and and be convinced as like you would want them to be. And in some, re- in some respects, they're not. And, you know, you have to understand that that's not necessarily a malicious intent. That's just what they're used to. And industry-wise, for me, that's what the industry is used to. So I'm fighting. Like, I'm fighting to get meetings with people. I'm fighting to get... You know certain opportunities that I think you know if I got them I would shine. But if 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 somebody only really understands and knows me at the in the capacity of a producer, it's very difficult for them to just recalibrate and say, "Oh, right," and be open and be open to me doing anything else. And so you know, just gotta. It's all about you being totally, totally settled in who you are and what you bring to the table. And, And I'm just kind of getting into that place and space. And really, one of the things that took me over. Time to turn that corner was just a thought. Before then I was just I was just complaining and upset about the fact that everywhere I went, people just refused to give me an opportunity that I knew I could I deserved and I knew that I could flourish in. But it's not about them giving me an opportunity. Right. Most people won't give you an opportunity. You have to go seize it yourself and in whatever capacity that is. Whether it's oftentimes right now in the industry, it's creating it for yourself. But sometimes seizing it means all right. Go after it somewhere else. Go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. You know Go know where I mean? the
0: love is. That's what so, Amanda said. Go where um, the love is.
1: They, they, you just have to do it. And, and I think that, you know, for a long time, I was just looking outside, you know, to excuse the fact that I wasn't where I wanted to be or I wasn't doing some of the things I wanted to do. And, yeah, in certain instances, people didn't, weren't fair or they they were unwilling to to try. But it's not, I mean, that they were just, if somebody brings you on to do a producing gig, it's not in accounting. If somebody brings you on to do a particular particular part of accounting. That's what they expect of you. Anything extra that you give them is great, but anything extra that you offer them, like if I'm offering you something outside of what you hire me for, they have a choice of whether to allow you to do that or not. Right. Especially if it doesn't benefit them. Right. If they don't see the benefit in it, and they only see the benefit as in it's helping you, help yourself they're probably
0: not going to give it to you. Exactly. You know, so... That's Which is the, why the
1: reality.
0: I definitely wanted you on this episode called Manifesting in Media because, like you said, I don't ever want to box another sister in. Like, you're doing other things outside of just being a super producer. Like you are a, like you said, a jack of all trades. You wear many hats. So, given that you have the educational qualifications to be in media, how do you feel that has benefited you in your career path? <laughs>
1: that's funny. I always go, and it's funny because I I go back and forth about this all the time. I mean, I I value education, and you know, the the teaching that I received, you know, at the undergrad level in in particular, and the counselors I had, and the teachers I had, the mentors I was able to garner from that experience, life changing. Um, And then I was a scholarship athlete, so I had no debt. Then I decided, what a blessing. yeah, what a blessing, but then I put a curse on me not i Black. Lord, is not a curse. <laughs> was it that so, master's
0: I'm, degree? That master's degree. I don't feel like I'm quite ready to jump out there yet.
1: Go get a master's, go to Medillin, Northwestern, great school, you know, it's got all this, you know, and at that time a master's degree was still something. Like, you get a master's degree, it was still kind of like a big deal, especially from a school as prestigious as Medill, and, but then I, you know, I had great teachers, and I got great instruction, and I got a job you know, less than two months out of graduating. And it was it was high a higher position than I probably would have received had I just gone from undergraduate straight to the industry. But, you know, so from that standpoint I value it. But the other standpoint, here I go, I put 60 some odd thousand dollars of debt on my life. That otherwise I wouldn't have had. And so you look at it like, man, was it really worth it? Like, did that. Nah, you I'm will not
0: contemplate about that both because i am be know, sitting there it's looking it's too, the, like, okay, this degree yeah, looks nice, right. but that debt looks real outrageous and yeah, insane.
1: Like, it does. <laughs> yeah, and, and these jobs are not paying you based on your degrees like that anymore. They could care less. I mean, I, I was, you know, admittedly, you know, I, the last time I was paid for my degree was, you know, when I was in DC. When I was working for, for TV1, I felt like they, they took it into account. So. Um, you know, people don't necessarily value the degree as much, and and, I, and and to me, that's just the reality now, at least in my field. In other fields, it can be different, you know. If you're a teacher with a master's degree, yes, they give you a bump. I, I worked in the school system for a very short amount of time when I first got an undergrad, grad, and I know that they used to, it was a significant difference with you if you had a master's degree versus if you did. But, you know, as far as the entertainment industry is concerned, it's just can you do the job? You know, we're not necessarily, you know, now, if, if I work for a CNN or something like that, but I'm more of an entertainment you know, right. Talk type of type of pr- producer, so they're not they're not looking into that. So I'll go back and forth about it, but I will say, you know, at some point I believe God's going to put me in a position to pay those pay that those loans back, and I won't even I'll laugh about it in, t- in five ten years. But you know, I, I don't the level of training I received overall from from all of my studies, um, undergrad and graduate, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think it helped to prepare me for. The professional I've been able to consistently be in this industry because this is a hard industry. It's very difficult and it takes a lot out of you. And so I think it prepared and embraced me for that and just connected me to some really amazing people that, you know, many of which I'm still in contact to some degree right now. And I know I could call or email or text or or hit up on social media and they will be extremely responsive to help me. So. It, it, education is valuable, but I would say to anybody who's who's kind of on the fence, like just got out of undergrad, and like I don't know, maybe I should go to grad school. And I always tell them, I'm like, you know what? Ultimately, you know, whatever choice you make, you have to live with. And if you don't have a central focus, if you're just going to grad school to protect yourself from the real world, that's not a good decision to make. Exactly. You might as well just you know get get on get on Google and YouTube and learn some stuff. Get get involved in it. And that's what people doing nowadays. And, yeah, entry level position and just work your way up and that way at least you know your debt is minimal or if you have a full ride scholarship or something like that you have none at all versus adding more because because what you're going to do what you're doing ultimately is you're just adding more debt to yourself this industry just the, the job industry in itself is so different now you don't just graduate and get a job that's not how it goes anymore like you really you know people should instead of being so keen in on, on getting a master's degree and all that kind of stuff you should be keen on networking with people because that's what gets you jobs
0: Period. And I say that all the yeah. time, yeah. along with yeah. internships. Yeah. Like, I was a yeah. major person who was like, OK, I'm going to do an internship. How I, I still try to question to this day how I manage internship and being online. But it happened. Oh, <laughs> but nonetheless, it was like, Wait, I, got
1: greatness
0: in you know, you, yeah, no, you just multitask. But it was just like my friends are like, well, what are you doing? this summer? I'm like an internship. There's like it's paid. And I'm like, yeah. And then I had one that was unpaid. But unlike a lot of my friends, they didn't get a lot of jobs in the field of accounting because they're like, well, what experience do you have? What can you show? What What is your re- your resume saying? Okay, you took the you did your four years, but what else? What have you done really in the work experience? So it was kind of right. like, my friends are like, well, you just had an upper hand. I said, no, I just applied myself. Like, everybody knows an internship is pretty much letting you know, do you really want to do this or do you not? Like, right. you, it's just a test of the water. So if I apply myself freshman year and I'm looking at internships, you can't get mad at me because you wait until senior year and it's freaking April. And we graduate in yeah. May to try to have an internship. Like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> And it's competitive, I feel, in my market, in my industry, because without a master's, you're not even being looked at. <laughs> like, in yeah. accountancy, it's like, okay, that's cute. You got a bachelor's. Congratulations. All right. So what else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Where have you worked? And I feel like working for a Fortune 500 companies like JP Morgan. I mean, that's cute and all, but I've always felt like I've had to be the overachiever because I'm always the either black one, the only female, like right now on my project, the only black female. Yet, the only one that's qualified to do accountancy, but everybody else here too doing other positions. I'm just trying to understand where did this work and how did this come about? Okay. All right. That's crazy. But you got to face it because it's not many of us in the industry. Right. So, and it's stuff like that. The kind of teachers like, oh, I don't want to do that. Or oh, accountancy's is too hard. I'm like, honestly, this wasn't even my main focus. I really went for a master's because my job was going to pay for it. <laughs> so it was just the easier way but I realized once I had that master's like my position now my my firm that's what opened the door for them to be like yo you're marketable because I feel like me be going to an HBCU for undergrad deter so many employers they're like oh well no we're not even looking at her application because I feel like to them an yeah. HBCU is nowhere qualified to a PWI so they're not even trying to look at it so my friends are like well why don't you go for your master's at Dell State I'm like that's already a double negative because nobody's looking at my de- degree now from there I got to go to a PWI to get some type of some recognition for some people like, yo, she did this and she, she made herself not feel comfortable, which is kind of, again, yeah. where they have to force us to be put in a box. Well, let me see how, how diverse you can be. And then you still got stuff where folks, at, employers acting like, oh, it's a new thing to be black. I'm sorry, where have you been at for the last 400 years? Well,
1: we already know. doing.
0: <laughs> But no, I definitely feel you. But because I feel also with like everything going on, I feel like journalism is like a hit or miss because I don't feel like everybody really is thorough with the information they're putting out there. And I feel like anybody calls themselves a journalist. Mm -hmm. So with you, where do you feel like you keep it thorough to make sure you stick to what you innately were here to be able to deliver as a journalist? Well, I think one of the
1: things you just said is, first of all, I am one. It's. it's, I have an actual degree, so you know it's a lot of people prancing around saying they're journalists and they're not. It's to me, I treat it like somebody saying they're a doctor or you're saying you're an accountant. You have you have studied that field. You have degrees in that field. You're not just saying that because you're good at math. Right. See what I'm saying? I'm not just saying I'm a journalist because I'm good at writing or I know how to speak or whatever. So, in that my training. In the type of training and teaching I've been under, it's a part of my body. So I can't venture away from what's literally become how I just function period in the way that I approach my craft. there's always this, this you know one of the one of the things about journalism one of the ideals is objectivity. No, you cannot be objective. It's an ideal that you chase. It's not something that's possible. Whether you believe it or not, we all carry a bias to, to everything that we discuss. Now it might be minimal. But but in our human capacity, we're not able to be fully objective, even if we think we are. But the whole aim is to be, is to try to be that as much as possible. And if right. so you're practicing journalism, it's being thorough. It's, it's fact-checking. It's not just going off of what one person or one thing I just saw said. It's not being salacious. It's not being slanderous. It's not, you know
0: leaning towards a
1: side to get a point across to try to be overly persuasive about what I want someone to know so for me being a journalist in itself is not something I find difficult it's, it's a natural thing for me because of of how I've been taught and what I've been taught in the level of mentorship and guidance I've received from teachers and things of that nature so I don't I don't even really think about it to be honest with you I don't you know the, what makes me think about I it. I mean you just I'm
0: that great surprised you just that no, great. Just, it's it's not it.
1: that. It's just, it's just that I, I actually am one. The only time I really think about being a journalist in in, in in that capacity or any is when I'm around people who profess to be them and they aren't. Or there's either I'm a, or I'm in conversations with people when they don't understand the difference. You know, then it, then I have to then I got to flex on it. And be like, no, I'm a real, I'm a journalist in real life. Right. Like, I'm not like this ain't TMZ. You know, this ain't boss up.
0: Yeah, this ain't right, none of that.
1: I'm not a gossip girl you know and no shade to anybody that that does those things because those are still forms of entertainment but there's a big difference between what what the science of journalism is and the study of it is versus that and so the only time i really even bring it up think about it whatever is when i'm in conversations or or in contact with people where i have to do that but it's just it's just a natural thing for me it's a natural thing for me and i'm thankful for that because that's a testament to my teachers and my mentors. right they they you know they 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 beat you upside the head with it to the point where it becomes just the way that you move. And even if you're not, even if I'm not consciously practicing journalism, I'm practicing it. As I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about how to formulate my sentences or how to how to make sure that I'm not leaning towards one side or the other too far. Like, it's just a natural way of doing Just like when you learn how to ride a bike, just like when you learn how to swim. Same thing
0: it's all it's all I like you said it's all the fact like that's me even too because my friends are like oh you did a pop. I'm like listen I'm not a, an expert in this area in media but I just have a I just have a lot to say so I'm just gonna take it for what it is that's why I was like just be real because it's gonna be just me real authentically just being me like y'all know me y'all just know how it is interacting with me most of y'all do yeah. who listen but it's just like it's just a pure <laughs> form of just me being authentically me so how would you say social media has been a great benefit to you
1: you know social media is dope it's, it's allowed me to it's allowed me to express in ways that just in a professional setting I would otherwise necessarily be able to do but also just you know give people more of the fullness of who I am you know when you hide behind your nine-to-five or you know you're kind of a hermit where you don't really engage with people on social media you limit your ability to reach people and so I always want to reach people so I've watched you know even since I moved to Atlanta my grant, my brand kind of really grow, especially on social media, which is pretty cool. So
0: I like the fact that it allows
1: me to be creative. You know, there's really no rules. You can kind of do what you want to do. You can you can really create the persona that you want people to to fall in love with, and and hopefully, you know, mine is authentic as possible. Because a lot of times the danger in social media is that people are lying to themselves. Chow, listen. Putting a bunch of stuff up here about what they do and who they are, and they're none of that. And so for me, you know, I always want to challenge myself to who am I showing people right now? Is this Sheree? Okay, this is her. Because if it's not, and I don't want to show it, that's why everything that I say that I do, I do. When I In the in the profile part where it says, describe I me, mean, you have to describe yourself and your list, your little credentials or whatever else. Whether yep. it's on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Everything I put on there is real. I really do it. Like in real life. I don't have a little bit of experience i didn't i didn't i didn't um kind of um embellish over here no i really did that i really do this like i don't need to lie about my brand i can be straight up and down with you about what i do how i do why i do and so that's the fun part just i mean even things that i do that i would do at different jobs i had i could i could extend the conversation and things like that on social media which is super fun because when you work on a talk show or a news show, you only get a segment. You only right. get time segments. And you might want to continue the conversation with people who tuned in or even give my own opinion about stuff because I'm not the talent. I wasn't the talent in that instance. So being able to take the conversation that happened on the show and extend it on my, on my own. So social media has been a great tool for me. And, you know, people, said, people, in my opinion, you know, seem to be pretty responsive to the things that I've been doing and, and how I've tried to allow them in to getting to know me. In a way that's appropriate, in a way that's fun, but in a way that's also not too much. But some people do the most on social media. So I just, <laughs> I just try to be, Listen I just, here. I try to be um, as tame as possible. But towing the line in terms of what the, the conversations I stir up and the things that I want people to think about because I'm thinking about them. So right. it's kind of a safe place. Like social media can really be a safe place if you utilize it right. And you can kind of make some say. And I'm not talking about going out here and talking crazy about people and being mean, but I'm just saying... If I have something to say that you know may not be as politically politically correct as people would want in like a workplace or whatever, I can say that and really have conversations and get some get some some people talking, get some engagement, get some right. opinions, and get some conversations about that. So it's been a, it's been a great tool. I mean, especially Instagram. I mean, my my just a thought. My show is IG Live right now, and it's been a huge 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 boost for me make sure y'all tap
0: in because i know i promote it all the time but make sure you all actually tap in and go look at those episodes hello just plug yourself in there plug yourself social media is um
1: it's dope i'm I'm very appreciative of it very appreciative
0: and i like how you said it's a brand because people always just think a brand is a name or like a label Mm -hmm. no you are always a walking billboard and a brand to yourself like you Mm -hmm. are a brand within itself so when people see you, they're not gonna be like. They're gonna the first thing I'm gonna be, like, oh yeah, oh you're Just the Thought with Shereena. Oh yeah, I've seen you before. Hey, or you hey, you're the producer from TV One. There like. You go. You're a walking billboard, and I feel like that's, and I think I got that from from Selisha from being a visionary. Sounds yeah, for- right. Sounds about right. <laughs> You're forever your brand, so like you have to invest in yourself and be mindful of what you do. And I think also be coming from the business aspect, that's something that was ingrained in us early with professional development, yes. business forum, like which I feel should be extended to all colleges and majors, which I've that's a whole nother discussion but I feel like it well prepared me to know how to conduct myself outside of just me even if I'm walking down the street if I'm walking in a boardroom like to know you are your brand you're representing not just yourself but you're always representing somebody else so be mindful of what you do and how you conduct yourself so I like how you definitely said that so given that you have worked in the industry for as long as you have what challenges outside of just the normal of course being a black female is already hard within itself have you Mm -hmm. challenges have you experienced in in the industry
1: not having enough to do what i need to do
0: (laughs) that's
1: a big one minimal resources um a lot of times you know sadly especially black women sadly underpaid not in every job but in some and not having the resources being on a great team, great people, but not having the resources to really put together what I believe would be the best, the very best we we could put together. So it's been a lot of making lemonade out of lemons, <clears throat> um, and not being given the uh, the sugar and the other stuff and the good ice, put the good ice in the, in the okay. cup, the good old you crushed know, ice. Cool, you know. So it's like uh, you have to you have to make the best out of out of make your lukewarm lemon juice real good because okay, because that's pretty much so, it. Yeah, so it's it's definitely been. I've never worked. I've never worked one job in this industry where I've had it, where I where I've had most of what I needed. Which for me, I pray to God moving forward that that changes. That's but insane. What it has done, it's insane, but it's the industry, and that's what people need to know. Like especially, you know, black media, black shows do not get the resources that they deserve. They just don't. Um, traditionally they don't. Traditionally, they don't. Traditionally, they don't. get the level of investment that they sh- that they deserve and should to be able to to not only be created but to sustain.
0: They just uh, don't. Say um, that. There are some
1: that do. There's some that do, but there are a lot that don't. And you know, one of the things that it's done is it's it's, it's grown my my media muscles. It's allowed. It's given me a level of of strength. It's, it's it's extended my versatility because I've had to be five million people in one body. It, it, you know, with certain things that I've had to do, and so that's great. It's taught me to, to, to push through. It's taught me to like don't stop at anything to get it done. But that's very that's very exhausting. And at a certain point, it would be nice to just be like, "I'm boom." Here you now. go. this is what you I'm need. There you go. Here's what you need. What else do you need? Oh, okay. Here you go. Oh, we'll get that for you. That would be nice. But I had a conversation when I used to work for News One Now. Roland Martin used to always say this, and, and I just thought it was very valuable. He said you never want to start in this industry at the tippy top getting at, at, at with with different platforms where you get everything that you that you could want and need. He said because if you have to go anywhere below that you'll struggle. Ooh. He said it's better to start in an environment on a platform where you really when you don't necessarily have everything that you need because you learn how to work and be creative and and take a little bit and make a lot out of it so that when you get to the tippy top It's like it's like a breeze. It doesn't even feel like work. And that's always with me. I like that it's a great point because I watched people that started that were at higher that worked for bigger shows and worked on bigger platforms than I that I've been able to work on come to the platforms that I was on and struggle because they were spoiled. They they couldn't they could not function without certain things. They were having a they were in a nightmare. And I'd be like, Oh, this is nothing. You know what I mean? So
0: this is my usual.
1: there you go. So it's not it's not to me. And I'm not meaning for anyone to think that it's OK to accept minimal output from people who employ you or who or projects that you've been given. But what I'm saying is sometimes that's that's the price you have to pay for the bigger price later on down the line. So I think I've been paying these prices because God is setting me up to be able to have some big things that I'll be able to sustain, not even because I have everything that I need or want. But because from a character perspective, he's built things in me to allow me to to sustain it at that particular place, which outweighs what somebody could give me to be able to do what I need to do.
0: Right. You see what I'm saying? Because you've so, earned that.
1: Um, there you go. So that's like one of the biggest challenges, obviously, being a being a black woman, telling black stories and and, and, and in some respects working under um the guidance or supervision or the the entity. That has no clue about black people and what they need
0: and how they talk walk and think and um that, which that, that... transfers me over to my next area of sister circle um. that was my show <laughs> i was so upset because i needed my daily dose of culture that i was able mm-hmm. to see black women sit at a table and discuss my people and understand exactly my woes when i say i was so upset i'm like yo they just, they just took a big L on that one, and they're going to feel that later down the line. But they must not know how influential this TV show was because it was so... I know a lot, especially millennials, we were tuned in to see older black women. We were like, yo, this is dope. We finally have a show where it's not just Oprah Winfrey, but you have a plethora of different people, women, walking from different backgrounds. To just come together and sit at a table to give you some insight to know, hey, this is what's going on in the world. This is what we feel about it. This is how we feel as black women. That crushed me. So how do you, being on Sister Circle, what was one of your greatest moments contributed to all the black female TV, to that all black female TV show?
1: Um, I would have to say Sister Cam's. Um, I mean, that really was my baby. I pretty much created it, to be honest with you. And to be able to put those stories together and go out and have these, I call them adventures, with with the ladies, taking them to the haunted house. And
0: that was the most somebody. hilarious thing ever. <laughs>
1: You know, and, and taking them to the trampoline house and, and trampoline place, and and you know, doing different activities with them, and taking them to the Hawks game, and Selena singing the national anthem, and things of that sort, and then coming back and creating a story out of that, and, and creating almost a separate series within a series, right? So, and, and, and that was that was my happiest moment that's when i was the happiest at, with with the show when i was out with them having a good time and, and still working at the same time and we'd have just really fun memorable moments and then coming back and putting that together now for example remember i just told you you know not used to having everything i need typically in, a, in an instance like that you go out in the field and call the field you go shoot it right it'll be me probably i would be like the lead supervisor producer i'd have a producer or two under me They might have an ap associate producer under them and a a couple pas got a few camera people boom right you shoot the stuff you go do what you need to do then you go it's time to edit it and put it together i would have a designated editor that would do that i would produce it put the notes together editor boom and i would oversee no 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 no, no. it would be in the field most of the time lord just me just me and then my camera guys which were great how i was in praise camera guys and then um we had an editor on our team but you know he was there were other things that he had to do you know it's just we're, we're a small team great team but small team so I would most I would pretty much edit everything every time I had a sister cam every time you saw that sister cam that I, I pretty much edited it
0: myself. well you know what Cherie um, we appreciate you here on the yeah. other end watching it because that looked like that was a lot of work
1: okay yeah it, it was but it grew me a lot in my editing skills again like what wrong said, my editing skills flourished I'm, I'm a much stronger editor now than I was coming into the show and so I appreciated the experience because it did grow me up in a lot of ways, but definitely the sister cams. there's nothing to me that compares. There's nothing. I mean, we had some great live guests that I I was able to, um, you know, be a part of producing segments with, which was amazing, but nothing compares to the sister cams. But the only thing I would say other than that is just the people I was able to network and meet. I made so many, you know, industry associates and friends just from being a part of sister circle that, you know, I've been, I'm able to carry those relationships, Beyond the show, which I've been able to do, which has also helped, just a thought. Some people will be like, "How do you have these people on the show? Connections, you know, relationships, and things of that sort." That's how right. it goes. And so, those are the two best things. But I, I will say, you know, it, it is a sin and a shame that a platform of that nature is no longer with us. It, and it is it is indicative of what I've been saying, what I said earlier in the show, is that black people need black our black people need black platforms. We need our own stuff, and until we put ourselves in a position. To be able to collectively build wealth, to create the platforms we need to tell our stories without somebody, without being worried that somebody will cancel us or pull us or not invest in us. We're gonna to continue to have this recycled recycled story of Black Show gets, Little Black Show gets started. Little Black Show is the engine that could. Little Black Show is doing pretty well. It's
0: making it. Little Black Show gets canceled for reasons that, you know, are unbeknownst um, um, to without, us. Without, without,
1: without saying too much that are, are might be a bit sketchy to some. I'll play the fifth. Um, but um you don't have those situations when you're when you're running your own show. You don't have those situations when you're when you're Issa Rae or Ava DuVernay or Alina Waite. You don't have those situations because now people are coming to you. You're your boss. Right. Controlling how this thing moves. And until we get in a position where we control how these things move, you'll see a sister circle come and go like that. The sad part about it is you won't see a show like that for quite some time. What? Um but I but I will say this, I encourage people, you know, there is a show that's that is out here it's a little bit it's different than a social circle but it's still an opportunity that we get to see four black amazing women talk about amazing things and that's i'm gonna bring up my favorite show fox now so cocktails with queens comes on fox Soul. yes it's fox TV. you can also download the app it comes on at 9 p.m eastern on monday nights it's featuring claudia jordan selena johnson lisa ray mccoy and vivica a. fox and no they're not paying me to do this i just believe in black <laughs> content and black media and and, the, and i'm so excited that there's something where we, we lost social circle, but right behind it, can we got right this? because there isn't an, an audience that wants that wants to hear from themselves exactly? Black women want to hear from black women, period. Black men want to hear from black men, black people want
0: to hear from black people. So, and my that, fan bam is aware because they be seeing me too in because I posted. So, I know y'all already know about cocktails with the queens. I just need to go ahead and make sure y'all download that just, app and just, get to it. it. Just check
1: it out, and you know, and you, and you decide if it's something you want to engage in, but the fact that we have something like that shows you know that hey there's a need for it because it wouldn't have been created if there was no need for it right period the cool part about it you have people that are that are melanated that are that are moving this thing forward as far as cocktails with the queens is concerned and that's something to be celebrated and that's something that we must support because when we support shows like this we create the opportunities for other shows other shows that tell our stories to be created when we don't support we can't complain you can't say, Oh, we don't have this that, and a third, or oh, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't green light this show, or they didn't push this show, or they took this show away, they canceled it. Well, did you did you even watch the stuff? Hello, somebody. Because if you didn't do that, you can't complain. You have to, even if it's setting your DVR, even if you don't really like the show, I'm gonna be real, even if you don't really like the show and you want to j- just go on the app. Say it's a show with feature of black people, it can be cocktails with the queens. I love it, you love it. A lot of people love it because it's a good show. But say, for instance, you don't. Right, but you, but you are somebody who wants to see and hear from Black people. You want Black content. Just go on the app and turn it on, just so they can get the spins, just so they can get the views, and go. Please put, put it on mute and go clean the kitchen or do something else. But just so that you can get, you can get, the, we can get the views, right? Just like a movie, Black movies. Go see them. Don't boo them. Go
0: to the box office. What? When you do that, it, it shows these production houses. All right, this is working. Same thing doing. with music. This works, and it's Same major. Things. Because millennials, like pretty much a lot of Generation Z millennials, we're major to a lot of what's nowadays technology. Like we're literally the bridge of the gap. Like we, like I said, with that post I sent you, we're the first ones to have emails. Like we have been yep. out here. We've been it. Yep. But nobody wants to ever give us credit. So now it's like, well, dang, how I get how I get into this? Oh, how I get into that? Like, I feel like it's necessary for us to be in this atmosphere, and I feel a lot of people try to downplay us because we're so young, but we're like, hold up, wait a minute. We grew up with this. Y'all are getting accustomed to this new life. We are this new life. We can't do nothing but help you in the process. Like, my mom's like, a podcast. What do I, what's, what's that? You're born in 54. I understand. You have old-fashioned values. You're not too <laughs> hit with this iPhone as is, mom. Understandable. But a lot we can help. Like you are, like you said, editing Producing. I love parking lot pits. That was one of my favorite things to see. Uh, that's so funny you mentioned that because me and
1: Selena were just looking at some old pictures yesterday. And I was like, man, we haven't done parking lot pits in a while. Girl, we used to rush on my lunch break to go try to get pictures. And then I had to run back to the office. And it was a whole thing. But she was already made up of her clothes. So, <laughs> now, yeah, there'd be a whole thing we had to do now. She had to get made up for no reason, you know, just to do them but um maybe we'll bring them back it's interesting you say that because we were just talking about that yesterday
0: because i was saying i was like yo parking lot picks were it like to be able to see representation of like okay yeah we boston but we fly too i want y'all to catch this real mm-hmm. quick parking lot picks with sheree nicole but I definitely feel like Sister Circle paved the way for a lot of young black girls. I know for me, yeah. it, it helped me a lot. I mean, I'm only 29, but still. It helped me a lot. I know it helped my niece a lot, who's like 17, 18. She was like, oh, yeah, what are you I'm like, "What you doing, Jay? She's like, I'm watching Sister Circle. And I'm like, how you know about Sister Circle? She's like, all you do is talk about it. So I had to t- tune in for myself, and I wow. love the show. Wow. And that's wow. crazy to hear. Yeah. Like, word of mouth yeah. is so powerful, it takes yeah. nothing to support people. Nothing. A repost. You're right. You're right. A like. A you're compliment. Right. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It takes nothing. That's, it. That's right. And my friends yeah. would be like, yo, you're so old-fashioned. Because my friends ask them, like, who's your favorite artist? I'd be like, Selena Johnson. I'm like, yo, you have such an old soul. I'm like, or is it that you have never caught up with the times before to know where your <laughs> music came from? Right. Or oh, why? Because <laughs> she been in this game. Don't do that. Well,
1: the people got to teach them. You've been teaching You just got to teach them. You
0: know, I'm just trying. I'm just so how did you feel like you manifested your extensive resume? Like, cause I feel like you've manifested in media, and you might not feel like you're where you want to be completely. But for people like me who are not a part of the industry, or her just standby, people who are standbys, I just watch. It's just like, yo, she's out here killing it. You might say otherwise, and that might be not the notion you're trying to proceed. But it's just like, yo, she's out here killing it. Like, I feel like whatever you say you're gonna do, you manifest it, and you put in the work to meet God halfway to get wherever you gotta get done. Well.
1: You just answered my question. <laughs> I mean, you answered your question. Um, the biggest thing is, you know, God has just been in, in incredibly faithful to me. And, you know, there's been a lot of tough times. There's been a lot of great times as well. And um, I think just making the decisions to go after things, never stopping and you no. Know, always trying to be connected to people. That's been the biggest thing that's helped me, you know, just making sure I'm connected to as many people as possible. And going above and beyond and making myself invaluable. So and indisposable. Uh every time I do anything I want to I want people to look and be like, we can't afford to lose her.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: We can't we can't we we, we can't function without her. And so I, I take that approach to every single thing I do professionally. And because of that I have just added great value to my brand and then when people, you know, when it's time for another job to come up they hear about I me, mean, oh yeah we know she's gonna get it done, blah blah. So it's just about versatility going above and beyond. And God has just opened a lot of doors for me. And, and it's, you know, at the end of the day, it really is a testament to him and his faithfulness and him being mindful of me and his goodness. Because, I mean, I couldn't do any, I wouldn't have anything that I have if, if it would not have been for that. So I'm most grateful for that. And then I have a great, um, great support system, great family, great village, great friends, and, and a lot of mentors. You know, a lot of people have been coaching me my whole life. So I just been very blessed in that regard. My parents are amazing, two sisters. And, you know, it's just, I just—I have a good, solid, you know, foundation. They're blessed with a very, very solid foundation, and I think that it's just what really carried me, continues carrying me through my life and my career. So I would
0: say that. Then you have two little people, which is Labu and, and Yellow Boy. Your Trey, Trey, your your two favorite little people. And they are so funny. Everybody thinks they're my kids, but um, <laughs> they are my my niece, my my niece, and my nephew. And
1: it's so funny because. I had, I had, a friend of mine and he was not joking in the inbox. me this was just like a couple months ago. And he was like, you don't have to, you don't have to like, I won't tell anyone, I promise. But did you have, did you have Layla? Did you have her and give her to your sister? And he was dead serious. And I was like, no, I did not have a, then not have a secret baby and get rid of my sister. That's insane. But like, they're, um, you know, I'm not a mom, I'm not a white kid. Hopefully at some point in my life I will be, cause that's what I want. But, you know to be able to watch them grow it sucks that they're in california far away from tt T. reed but you know they're my. Everything. i feel your pain every single day i feel it's your horrible, pain it's horrible talk to them every day and just watching how smart they are and how you know beautiful they are and how amazingly bubbly they are I'm like you know my sister whitney has done a great job with them and my brother-in-law Otis and you know just seeing an extension of me and my sisters again you know what i mean like Seeing that now in another generation is super fun. So my thing is just how you know I want to be as involved with them as I can be, and, and to me proximity doesn't matter. It's all about visibility. So Say that. I, face. I FaceTime every day. I told my sister when my niece is born, I will talk to her every day since she has been an infant. It's been it's been very few days. Why did not where we have a face
0: See, I want mine to be as cute as yours because mines are all grown and they're not as cute no more. I've been looking at them like, oh, you were so much cuter about fifteen years ago. <laughs>
1: Well, i'm hoping they i'm hoping they stay cute i hope they don't get too rough you know kids get all scratches on their face and stuff when they're young and they don't go away all, they'll go down all the way so okay. I hope they just stay you know stay stay safe in their life and they stay cute because they're
0: adorable because you have two <laughs> and i have five nieces and nephews and i just be looking at them like man you used to be so cute as a baby now you actually text and talk back can we return you because you're not as cute anymore but that's how i feel only sometimes but nonetheless, crazy. But like I was saying, my nephews and nieces aren't cute. They can text now and talk back.
1: Oh, cool!
0: No, it's it was it was cool and cute. But one, they one, one of them is nineteen. I took on a college trip. I'm Like, are we already at this age? Why, what? Ooh, when did we get tough. here? Twin nephews. Oh my God. They just they're know. about to graduate high school. My youngest nephew just graduated middle school. The youngest one. I'm just like y'all are all grown. And then ironically my niece and I are only five years apart so yeah my sisters are like way older than me wow I would be going through a nightmare
1: with them being that old I would be like devastated like you're you're making me feel old
0: okay well you know they got 16 17 years on me so they're like 47 46 so wow yeah I was kind of the unexpected little sister they didn't ask (laughs) for so pretty much my niece and I grew up together so she was the annoying little sister technically niece I'm like why does she always have to follow me everywhere Uh, now i'm like oh but yes there yes your niece and nephew are so adorable i'm like oh and i I always say trey looks like you that's like your twin literally i feel but do you feel as a black oh yeah can you hear me sheree you can hear me can you hear me this is insane (laughs)
1: I keep having to turn
0: i have to keep turning my phone off well you know what we're gonna we're gonna get these couple questions out because we you know this is insane <laughs> but do you feel as a black woman it's harder for you to be able to flourish abundantly in media as opposed to anything else mm, no i don't
1: feel that way i just feel like black women are overworked and underpaid in this industry but i don't feel like it's hard for me to flourish because that doesn't stop me from necessarily getting opportunities um I just like to see black women actually be either compensated for the excessive work they do or their loads lightened because they cannot be properly compensated for the work they
0: do that and you know what that's 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 agreeable because I feel like the black woman uh, don't even get me started on that we we one of the hardest workers out here and it's just like okay well we see you but we're not no. about to give you what you deserve Okay, but we see you though. But we'll give it to Becky though. Becky Becky ain't barely doing nothing, but y'all gonna go ahead and give it to Becky. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh,
1: Becky, Becky will get the promotion and Becky won't have the skill sets that, you know, you, you may have. But um, that's just the world we live in. But I think that as black women continue to, first of all, educate themselves as we are, continue to, to create their own rules by creating their own content, then they can create their own, you know, financial gain. So I can, I can wager with you and bargain and barter with you a lot differently when I know that I have something that you can't go without versus, you know, me needing you because I need a check to make a living.
0: Okay. Just Just like how I'm happy BET did not cancel the culture for the BET Awards because the people needed it this year. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we couldn't. I don't. I feel like with them celebrating their forty years and twenty of them being the for the BET awards, it was pertinent for us to have that image of seeing us on TV, even though yeah. we are in a pandemic. So yeah. how how like essential do you feel like outlets like that, like BET and like TV One, aspire those kind of networks and channels are to us as a culture? They're
1: critical. Um, I, I would like to see and it costs money to do this but i would like to see it in terms of programming some more original content from some of from some of the um black black uh television stations that we have the television platform that we have opposed to stations but you know recycling 90s 80s and 90s sitcoms at a certain point to me gets gets monotonous and you know it's not advancing the culture at all so as much as we can investing being able to but you have that have money to invest so we don't know what these networks are up against but i think overall the, their existence alone is a great thing and i do see a lot of them trying to push the bar and and, and create a place and a safe haven for original content so i like to see that we, we need them that's the bottom line we need the the beauties the aspires the tv ones the bounce tvs you know we, we need the, the Clio tvs we need them the fox souls yes we, we need them and so it's it's our it's our duty as me you talked about earlier to support support these platforms as much as
0: possible and I even see like Tyler Perry has even went on of limb with creating more content for like BT plus yeah. or him even crossing over to Nickelodeon for young Dylan I'm like this is yeah. the stuff we yeah. need like BT plus has some amazing shows like first wives club uh, bruh like I'm like wow this is the kind of content where give you have to pay for it. like you said it costs money so I'm not surprised it would be on a streaming service but to be able to go with the day and age and time of like you know what we're going to stream this and we're going to make the money to be able to provide this content just by charging yeah. a monthly fee and it is what it is but this is what y'all want we're gonna give it to y'all and from this point like y'all make the decision don't ask for something and then like you said you don't even try to show no type of support what's the purpose you can't complain then so so because the BET Awards were virtual and my favorite girl Amanda Seals did host what was one of your favorite moments of the virtual BET Awards I think for me it was the intro that fight the power hit me hard because I'm a big Rhapsody fan so I was into that heavy, like, yeah, I was born in the wrong generation, clearly.
1: I think, um, um, I would say the top for me as well. It, you know, it's a little bit challenging in my opinion to, to, to try to watch a show that's virtual that way. But I thought BT did a great job. And I thought, you know, the underlying theme was, was spot on. And so I, I would say the top of it. And, you know, it was just nice to see BT say, we're going to do this anyway. And I think they were the first from a black voice perspective, the first uh, platform to really not bow to the COVID pandemic and, and what it's done to this industry, but to try to still push through it. And because the the other pandemic of racial injustice is something that needs to be front and center in order for us to continue to make change. So, you know, kudos to BT. I thought they just, overall, they did a great job.
0: I, I would have to agree. Like, I, I was shocked at the performances. Because I was like, how is this about to go down with these performances? Like, yeah. people are not on the stage. But to see everybody show it out. When I see Meg, I said, okay, with the Mad Max theme. I see you, sis. Yeah. You killed yeah. that. Do, do the thing. And I was just like, okay, so... This might, I think for me, I probably enjoyed it more virtually than probably on, <laughs> it happened probably in stage, but probably because I've never been, but it was like, it was more of a pace where it was like, it's just like, it flowed. So I'm like, oh, I can watch, before you knew it, I'm like, dang, it's 11 o'clock. This was three hours. We slept in for this long. It's crazy. It was insane to me. So like, you being within that energy, would there be anything that she probably would have added given it is virtual? Was there something that she probably would have changed maybe slightly or mm. altered? Mm.
1: No, and I think you know for me it's important. it's important for, me, for us right now to up top to not even have <clears throat> those kind of discussions really because <clears throat> we, if I had if I had a qualm about something that I saw that I, I would get it different. I would tell you outside of your podcast. I would tell you I would tell you up top because I think we have enough of us right over critiquing and criticizing us as opposed to taking us as we are and having those conversations outside of where people can, can be a part of it when they shouldn't be. So I agree. You know, I respect I would, that. I would just leave it as, you know, they did a great job, and, and again, they they did what a lot of people didn't have the guts to do, which is have a, an award show amidst everything that's going on, and not make COVID their excuse to not
0: create. Which is major, and brings back to the Black Lives Matter, and I know it's super heavy in Atlanta, like, oh. the amount of insaneness, like, my store has been on the front line since day one protest, and I'm like, dude, this is insane like Atlanta is the top top for protesting how do you feel this has impacted your perspective on media and how it's being portrayed across the nation because you know they had no problem capturing the looters but they're not capturing the peaceful protest but that's I the first thing to one to put out there
1: it has impacted because I, for me it has impacted because I'm used to that it's not something that I'm like oh my god I can't believe they did this you know it's like you know like, It's a given, you know, I've I've been in protests myself. I was very much involved in the protests of Freddie Gray in Baltimore. That was in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, and you saw the same thing, the images of the looting, but you didn't see the the cleanup that happened. And I, thankfully, as a journalist and a producer, got to cover that, watching people clean up the community together and watching, you know, Pastor Jamal Bryant and everything that he did on the front lines there and galvanizing the young people and having, you know, town halls at his church No cameras were there to cover those things to the degree that they were the looting. So I'm used to that narrative. I'm used to news outlets and things of that nature doing it. I think it's completely disgusting and unacceptable. But my perception wasn't changed because they've they've been doing this. I think my perception would be changed if they didn't. Now, I will say I did appreciate some of the coverage I saw, um, most specifically on CNN, when they had, this was the first night of unrest, I believe, in Atlanta. And um, they had reporters from all different cultural backgrounds, which I thought was great. You had black reporters, you had, you know, Hispanic reporters, you had white reporters, you had different, different races, color, Asian. I mean, they really made it a point to say all of us are a part of this and we all have to do something. So I, I was I was most, for, you know, impressed or changed from a perspective standpoint by that.
0: And that I, I think I, that was my thing, too. I, I loved I love Cuomo. I, I love his brother. I love. Well, of course, that's the governor of New York. But I love how he was like, I'm going to give you all the raw and uncut. This is what y'all need to see. Even though I might not be of your color. I'm an ally. I'm here and I'm supporting. And I love seeing that because it's not like you see that regularly on especially a major news channel as CNN. Right. So that was like major for me. It's like, wow, this is crazy. Like somebody actually is gonna use their platform and that have a privilege and they know that they're they know of their privilege and use it to the advantage to be able to help us out. And I think that's major because we need more allies. Given everything going yeah. on, it's like we we y'all can wake up and still go to your day to day. At the end of the day, I'm not even safe in my own home. Brianna Taylor is a main yeah. example, which I'm still disgusted. Her killers have not been charged.
1: It's yeah, I, could, I i i have a lot of anger so I can't you know I, I try to restrain myself because I could go really to a place um but I, I just I don't have words for it it's very angry and like you said it can you know I, I live I'm single. I live alone it could easily be me you know what I mean it can right. sit my door on an house and do and do what they want to do and get away with it so it's just it's just sad it's just sad and and tragic and that her family has to live with this and they're passing laws and painting murals for
0: these in her name but you have right. right yeah it's weird it's so weird, it's weird. so to be honest to end this on a lighter note where do you see shereen nicole media in the next two or three years
1: um hopefully got some shows under my belt you know and, and able to do some things in front of the camera that i feel passionate about and also behind it and then create opportunities for other up and coming young black creatives to, to tell their stories. I want to become, you know, I want Serenical Media not to just become a platform for myself, but also a hub for young black creatives to come through there. I could hire them for different gigs that come my way and things of that nature. So uh, that's what I would hope would happen and and really become a force in this industry, like an Ava DuVernay, like a Lena Waithe, you know, um, you look at even Oprah and what she's doing. I mean, in terms of, the, of them being content creative, creators and women, and, and Lisa Reyes, I aspire to be on that level. And I believe, you know, do the right things and pray real hard, work real hard. You know, the, the Lord will, will put me there in the name of Jesus. Good. Well, we're going to speak understand.
0: that. But I, I personally can speak <laughs> for myself. I feel like God has so much in store for you. That because of you starting with just a thought or even before prior to that with all your experience and the dedication and passion you have... For what you do, I feel like there's no way but just up for you. Like, I just see so much in store in your future that it's going to be like a house. Sheree Nicole Media is going to be a household name where people are like, Oh, can I, hey, Sheree, can I, can I schedule a appointment? Have my people call your people, like on that type of household
1: name and have
0: my people call your people. You I, know, we could schedule appreciate. lunch, something like that. Here we go. Talk to my assistant. I, you know, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. And obviously, you know,
1: I, I feel the same for you. I think, you know, great energy, great intention and great futures are, are are drawn to one another so uh, i speak the same over your life and all the things that you want to do and just branch out and even doing this podcast when from a just traditional standpoint a lot of people will look at you and be like what are you doing that for that's that, that's not in my anything you got going on it what's the point and, but you're disregarding all of that and you continue to push forward because you enjoy this and you believe that it's something that you should be doing so you know i believe the same thing for you so just turn up everybody turn up
0: Turn up and be great. So, Cherie, let the people know where they can find you. Let plug yourself. You already know how we do. You know, you know how Salisha <laughs> tall. Let's plug yourself. Let the
1: people. Oh lord, let me monetize my brand. Real okay, quick. real quick. Um, <laughs> um, you guys can follow me at, uh, on Instagram and on Twitter at Cherie, S H uh, A R I underscore Nicole N Y C O L E. That's Cherie, S H A R I underscore Nicole N Y. C-O-L-E and that is on Instagram and Twitter and um, I got a few friends friend request spots left on Facebook. I'm also Sharina Cole on Facebook and if my friend requests are closed you can also follow my Facebook page Sherina Cole Media so you can like that page and see some of the things that I'm doing. I'm also on LinkedIn under Sherina Cole. You know, I'm everywhere. Just, I'm, I'm one of
0: those friend requests still probably in the, in the, midst, and, the abyss. That's probably not true. So send me another
1: one. Cause, hey, don't, yeah, don't do me like that. <laughs> send me another one because I probably didn't notice. <laughs> and then also my website, shereenicole.com, will be la- relaunching um, within the next month or so. I'm just tweaking it now, but I'm really excited to bring it back into the forefront and get you guys thought. So thank you, everybody, for your, your support and your future support, and hopefully that the work that I'm doing and continue to do would be a service to those who engage with my content.
0: And if you ever need motivation to get off your butt to go work out, you can always look at her story for that. Okay. There you go. Turn the around. eagles always fly early in the morning. If you haven't worked out today, go make sure you it happens. You
1: know what? We did not we did not work out today, but that's because I went five days this week and um, I had a massage as a recovery. So today was like a recovery day, but I'm back at it tomorrow. You know how it is. We got to go at least five days. Sometimes we go six. My program is five and we hit
0: it hard. So and they go in so and awesome. also Thursdays. Do not forget. Just a thought with Shereen Nicole Thursday, six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in. All right, thank you. Tune in. About my own check out. out. Period. I about my own show. That's
1: ridiculous. Supporter. Thank support support
0: the fellow sister. Thank you guys so much.
1: And that's on my Instagram. So just Instagram Live. And then also, um, if you guys tune into my IG Live tonight at uh, well it doesn't matter because this isn't going to air tonight but I'm going to say it because it's fun oh it's going air tonight well in case you guys see it uh, I'll be talking to um, on uh, it's a show called The Heart on IG live about love relationships and in, in my, my um, professional life and that's happening tonight at 7pm so in the next hour and a half 7pm eastern time you can tune in on IG live and we're talking relationships and black people black love and Media
0: and all that fun stuff. So Well yeah. Cherie, thanks again, homie. I appreciate you. You know, I look I, at you I as a mentor, you. a role model. I i look oh at you and all that's that. A
1: lot of pressure. Oh
0: my god. Don't because you do you've been unapologetically you this far, so continue. I mean hey. All right. But,
1: drink,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for kicking it with us. I appreciate you. I, I cherish you. So again, on Thank air. Thank you so
1: much. It's been a it's been a pleasure and, and honor and i appreciate it and anytime
0: you need something just let me know I, I i'm not rich yet but you know if i got a little piece of change we need something we're gonna, we gonna get there <laughs> <laughs> but all uh, thanks fam bam on air let's right. keep it real well that was manifesting in media with the one and only sheree nicole make sure y'all check her out on just a thought on thursdays at 6 p.m eastern standard time as always like i say on air let's keep it real and never forget be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. Peace and love.